0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane,
1: 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, January the 24th. And with that, uh, we're going to make uh, some announcements. You know, we're heading for some bad weather today, and uh, schools, uh, most schools in the area have uh, canceled. Some uh, administration duties, I think, are going to what, noon?
2: Well, no, again, several districts, not Iberia. Iberia is closed completely today, but several will have early release Okay, where students are going. I don't have that list in front of me, but I can tell you, Iberia closed um, start to finish.
1: Yeah, it's surprising. Uh,
2: And maybe, I I know the Lowerville Catholic High basketball games have been moved to tomorrow. I cannot speak of other schools.
1: Okay, well, with that regard, uh, we were going to broadcast those games tonight on Kane Radio. Uh, I guess the first tip off would have been around 6 o'clock and followed by the varsity boys uh, afterwards, but that has been put off till tomorrow due to the inclement weather. Uh, Not sure when that's going to take place. Tomorrow evening at 6. Okay. All right. Anyway... um, You mean the weather? You're not sure when it starts to get
2: bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, later this afternoon, I think, is the biggest of concerns.
1: And uh, I guess just precautionary measures uh, with regards to the weather, winds, uh, much rain. Uh, I even heard the possibility of tornadoes. I'm sure that's what's uh, uh, shutting things down right now. In the meantime, uh, just uh, look out uh, for children today. They could be outside playing. You never know, uh, even with the weather, uh, as uh, school buses weren't running this morning as the schools have uh, been uh, canceled. And
2: I I can't say that isn't part of the problem. Winds and buses, uh, not
1: always a good combination. Yeah, you're right about that, too. Meanwhile, the Sean Payton saga continues uh, in the NFL as the Cardinals – Going to meet with him uh, Thursday. The Arizona Cardinals are set to interview former New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton this Thursday. The Arizona Cardinals continue their coaching search uh, to replace Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, A wide array of names have been uh, requested, uh, interviewed up to this point. Looks like Dan Quinn is going to have a second interview with the
2: Cardinals uh, after the Cowboys exited.
1: Yeah, and uh, Dan Quinn, of course, formerly the Falcons coach. And then moved over to Dallas as their coordinator when he was released uh, uh, a few years ago. And uh, in the meantime, as you mentioned, uh, Arizona is going to interview him a second time. And a total of eight names currently occupy the list, none bigger than Peyton, though, who once led the Saints to the Super Bowl and is one of the more sol- solidified coaches uh, Uh, With regards, the Cardinals initially requested an interview, him alongside three others, Vance Joseph, who, if my memory serves me correctly, a New Orleans native who also coached Denver, Brian Flores, who was with the Dolphins for a few years, and D'Amico Ryans, I think was a defensive coordinator for maybe the Cardinals. Uh, I know he was a coordinator, played at Alabama and uh, played uh, professionally with the Houston uh, team for a while. Uh, But things fell silent between Peyton and Arizona, so uh, NFL's media Ian Rappaport confirmed earlier report that uh, Howard Bowser, uh, that the Cardinals were going to interview Peyton on Thursday. The Cardinals thus far have interviewed Vance Joseph, as I mentioned, Dan Quinn, Frank Wright, uh, Brian Flores is set to interview with Arizona Today, Uh, El Giro Evero, uh, D'Amico Rines, and Aaron Glenn. Uh, We're supposed to interview with the team over the weekend. No news has uh, confirmed the uh, Glenn Evero interviews took place, and Ryan's reportedly canceled his Sunday interview with Arizona in order to focus on the NFC Divisional Round meeting with the Dallas Cowboys. It's unknown if the two sides will meet in the future at this time. but. the cost to acquire Peyton, it's going to be interesting, will be steep as the Saints, who are still on the rights to Peyton's contract, are asking for a significant draft capital, which will feature a minimum of a first-round pick. Peyton will also command, check this out, $20 million a season in salary. I
2: just don't see that.
1: I i either. I don't uh, understand that. Uh, what's the highest-paid NFL coach right now? Maybe ten, twelve million. $12 in that regard, and whether or not the Cardinals are willing to meet those demands is an entirely different subject, yet at the least, uh, they're bringing him into for the interview, so uh, in the meantime, $20 million uh, plus draft choices, cash maybe, uh, wow, just uh, when will it stop, Jeff, uh, when will it stop?
2: And, and again, you know, obviously, he did some great things with the Saints, uh, got them to the Super Bowl uh, once, uh, one, and not a lot of success in the playoffs, though, other no. than that, even though some freak endings to the postseason, and I, I guess people look at some of that as uh, near successes, but yeah. I, I just, you know, again, um, you know, the, the, the Drew Brees uh, part of the equation, That's too. Right. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I think... I mean if the Saints get a lot for him, great uh, yes. but
1: but I, I I just don't see it. I I, I agree with you. I just uh, it's a I, I just don't see that happening also in the meantime uh, uh, uh 20 million come, that's <laughs> Anyway, who knows uh of course one of the Waltons owned the Denver Broncos today. He's got probably plenty of access mm-hmm. to cash and uh who knows? Crazier things have happened. Stock options. Yep. Yeah, and remember, yeah, remember when uh, uh, Texas A&M signed? Uh, uh, <laughs> they threw it seventy-five million for ten years, and we kind of laughed that off. You know, unbelievable uh, with the uh, A&M team. Uh, and uh, now he's the AD at A&M's now at LSU <laughs> with, uh, with that. So uh, Jimbo Fisher made out like a bandit, 75 million for 10 years. I think he's going to his sixth year this year. Uh, hadn't accomplished anything yet. We'll see. Elsewhere, I uh, want to bring this out. You know, we talk about the transport portal occasionally here on this show about your sports. And uh, there was a high-profile breakup between a top quarterback recruit and story football program. And uh, anyway, uh, the young man, Jaden, uh, I guess it's Rashida, a, a four-star prospect and the number seven quarterback, had. had rating uh, coming out of high school in the 2023 class, was granted a release from his letter of intent with the Florida Gators on Friday after a $13.9 million NIL deal fell through. The deal was with a Gator Collective, one of over 100 such groups across the country in which wealthy donors, boosters of course, pull their funds to facilitate NIL deals for schools they support, Unofficially, of course, uh, the NCA prohibits uh, such collectives uh, from getting involved in recruiting. But the Rashida story shows they're doing just that and blaring the lines between endorsement deals and employment contracts. Meanwhile, the backdrop, to give you a little more information, this all began when Rashida committed to Miami, of course, the Hurricanes, in June. Five months later, he flipped to Florida, where an even bigger paycheck reportedly awaited. On June 26th, Rashida commits to Miami amid reports of a $9.5 million NIL deal with the Miami mega booster John Ruiz. Uh, Rashida announces that he's flipping to Florida, and it comes the day after he inks a $13.9 million deal with the Gators Collective. December 7th, Gator Collective uh, terminates Rashida's deal due to an inability to pay him such a hefty sum. And that comes per SI. Uh, In the meantime, it's unclear if Rashida knows the deal has fallen through at this point on December 21st. That's the initial date. You can sign his letter of intent uh, ahead of all the uh, after the All-American High School game, whatever, where he expresses his excitement about playing for the Gators poses for pictures with other signees. Come January 10th through the 20th, Rashida is not among the 16 early enrollees to report on campus uh, in Gainesville. Letter his request of release from his letter of intent three days later. Florida grants him his release. The big picture, the NIL was meant to give student-athletes an opportunity to earn money via third-party partnerships, mostly deals to do exactly that. Anyway, yes, uh... But what keeps the NCA up at night are all these deals like Rashida's, where well, the wealthy donors. And I don't know where he's going to end up. It's now talk that he's being recruited by uh, TCU, has emerged as a candidate to sign the highly coveted quarterback out of Pittsburgh, California. But don't expect the $13.9 million or anything remotely close to that to be on the table at this time. I mean, this is unbelievable, Jeff, when you think about well,
2: it. you know, the, the- – Question and the concern is that Florida was willing to release him, give him a, a straight-up release. When, you know, that makes it look like Florida was tied to that thirteen million. That's right. Like, like they're admitting some guilt. Uh, yeah, we we couldn't get it to you. So, yeah, I guess we got to give you a release because we were a part of it, even though they officially cannot be. Part of it, the right. university. So. That's
1: right. It's it, and where are we going with all of this? There need to be some restraints. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, these players. We w- there was one particular quarterback who bounced f- four schools in four different years. Uh, uh, we, we talked about uh, you know one bounce is good. Uh, a second bounce, you got to sit out, or there's going to be some restrictions. But uh, this this is not good. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> the spotlight here on this particular young athlete, uh, 13.9. Of course, we've heard million-dollar deals with the Alabama quarterback last year, and uh, there were others who uh, came into money in that regard. But the average Joe Doe on a college campus, they're not looking at these – Hundred thousand dollar deals and things of that nature. So every once in a while, you're going to wonder, oh, I missed that block. Uh, they got the old uh, million dollar quarterback. I mean, I'm I'm thinking that in that regard, uh, uh, with these, uh, the there's got to be some type of selfishness and uh, and jealousy between these these athletes. So uh, with making the big deals and all, I just. It's something that um, I can't fathom right now uh, where it's all going to lead to, but uh, there needs to be some restrictions on this, uh, not knowing what it may be, and uh, as this young man uh, <laughs> jumped from Miami to Florida because Florida offered him the $13.9 million, yet Florida says we can't afford, <laughs> we don't have enough money to throw that at you, so uh I mean, it's hard to believe one one young man would get that kind of money to play for college football uh, for a university. Anyway, it's I honestly think it's going to come to bite uh, uh, collegiate football in the derriere at one point. So uh, we'll see how uh, that's all going to transpire. Other news today: uh, the Angels, Jeff. You know, they were one of the teams. Uh, Artie Moreno wanted to uh, put him up for sale, but he took him off the market uh, yesterday. Five months after announcing he was exploring a sale, of course, Moreno bought the Angels from Walt Disney Company for 183.5 uh, back in three Of course, the year after they win the World Series, of course, I always wished uh, Gene Archie would remain alive to uh, see that day. Of course, he died four years earlier. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the Angels today are reportedly worth $2.5 So what a nice investment for Mr. Moreno. Moreno, an outdoor advertising mogul and the first Hispanic owner of a major league uh, sports team, showed a willingness to spend on talent. Of course, he paid big bucks. He won five AL West titles, uh, Moreno's first seven seasons. But uh, Halos have struggled mightily since then, failing to win a single playoff game in 13 years. Uh, of course, Otani and Trout and the payroll that consistently ranks near the top of Major League Baseball. The Angels own baseball's longest active streak of losing season, seven. And between the lines, Angel Stadium is Major League Baseball's fourth oldest. That's hard to believe, after Fenway, Wrigley, and uh, I guess I guess Dodger Stadium would fit in that number. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I think
2: the- hard to believe. And Kansas City's building a new ballpark. Uh, Downtown facility, uh, getting away from Arrowhead, but that's uh, one of your older ones, too.
1: That's right. That's right. So 71, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and they desperately need, uh, speaking of it, uh, they desperately need a new stadium as uh, it's kind of antiquated. And Morell twice has negotiated deals with the city of Anaheim to purchase the ballpark and redevelop it, but both transactions fell apart due to uh, the political scandals in that part of the uh, world. Uh, what to watch? Well, yeah, I think there
2: is a suggestion of some sort of bribery with some member
1: of the council. That kind of nixed the deal yeah. most recently. And that's what I recall, too. Uh, what to watch? The Nationals right now are the only team uh, that uh, on the market. They want $2.2 billion. You know, it used to be the Millionaires Club back in uh, the 50s, I guess, with owning ballparks, as I mentioned on this show many times. Bob Hope owned a share of the uh, Indians at the time. Now the uh, Guardians and Bing Crosby also owned a share uh, uh, of the uh, Pirates and also uh, owned a little bit of the uh, Tigers at one time, the Detroit Tigers. So, uh We'll see how that all comes in. Elsewhere, and speaking of Major League Baseball, uh, the Hall of Fame announcements are going to come tonight at uh, approximately 5 o'clock. I uh, wonder, uh, I'm trying to recall, there were so many people eligible for that. Not, uh, not I'm not sure if there are any shoe-ins for tonight Uh I, I don't think uh,
2: there are any shoe-ins. Somebody maybe gets in there, but I saw one story where – All 28 former players, 14 returnees, 14 newcomers to the ballot, vying to be recognized. However, what uh, most fans don't realize is that the list of players inducted into Cooperstown is um, usually larger than you think. Still harder to get elected uh, to than any other pro Hall of Fame. But again, this one story from ESPN suggests
1: that... uh, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner might have the best shots. Okay, Rowland, of course, a former third baseman for the Phillies and the Cardinals. And then Wagner uh, moved around, of course, started with the Astros. Uh, ended up, uh, I'm trying to think, what with the Dodgers maybe for a couple of years, the Braves maybe. Was he pitched for the Cubs, uh, Billy Wagner maybe? Uh, I don't think so. No. Uh, I remember him pitching for the Astros, for being an all-star. Seemed like he pitched for the Dodgers. Maybe it was the Angels, uh, Braves. Uh, but he had uh, he had a pretty good year in that regard. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, tonight at five o'clock uh, on the Major League Baseball Network, they'll make the, the announcements uh, with the players. So uh, keep in mind,
2: Fred McGriff has already been in, in, included in that class from okay. the Contemporary Era Committee that was uh, in December announced.
1: Well. Um, um, of course, like I said, uh, also, uh, I'm trying to look at, they got some of the percentages here, some of the players that, uh, could be inducted to the hall of fame. Uh, uh first timers, Bronson, a uh, Carlos Beltran, Matt Kane, R.A. Dickey, Jacob Ellsbury, uh, Andre Ethier, JJ J. Hardy, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, or Napoli, I should say, Johnny Petralta, Francisco Rodriguez, Houston street, Jared Weaver, and Jason Worth. But, uh, As you mentioned, Roland, uh, Scott Roland, uh, six of possible ten years on the ballot uh, in that regard. So um, we'll see how that's all going to take place tonight.
2: I think Carlos Beltran eventually gets in, but I don't think he's a first ballotter because of the scandal.
1: That's right, with the Astros back in 2018. So uh, that'll play into that. Of course, Gary Sheffield's another one. Uh, uh, I'm trying to see some others. Uh, Billy Wagner, like you said, is a 51% along with Roland, who's at uh, 63.2. That's their percentages. Andy Pettit's on there. Jeff Kent, an MVP during the course of the year. Uh, Bobby Abreu, uh, Mark Burley, uh, Todd Helton, Tory Hunter, Andrew Jones, Je- You know, as I mentioned. Uh, so they- they've got some notables. Manny Ramirez is in there at about 29%. So Alex Rodriguez. Of course, some of those guys are, uh, in- of course, into the uh, scandals with the HGH and the steroids. Those guys are I don't think they'll ever see the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know. What was it? Uh, Somebody uh, uh, reapplied, and they were turned down. And if you bet on baseball, Pete Rose, Shoeless Joe Jackson, who – should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think they'll ever Did get him. Did he in have
2: the, the career, though? I, I mean, because of the scandal, he exited the game at a point. Yeah, he Did was, he have the longevity he, that he was, would get him into the
1: Hall? He was about 10, 11 years in the majors. Okay. Started off with the Indians and then played with the White Sox until uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis banned the eight. And uh, they were out to play the year after the uh, World Series. And come the 21 season, they all exited. The eight players exited. Of course, if you ever watched the movie uh, Eight Men Out, uh, pretty good movie. How accurate, not sure. But uh, uh, it it was definitely a good movie. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, we're due to take our first break here on Bayou Sports, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this.
0: Landry has been traveling around District 49, talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, "How can we get involved in moving our district forward?" Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com, where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign.
2: The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Most Thursdays, it's Southern Jack. And this Saturday, it's the Anything Goes Cook-Off. The Bad Boys playing at noon. Tommy G and Stormy Weather beginning at 6. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern recently named a top ten bar in Louisiana by BestThingsLouisiana.com. Quarter Tavern, nine tennies made across from McDonald's. The best ring prices in DeBary. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3. All
3: day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a
1: big Tuesday morning, January the fourth. We're looking for some inclement weather. One, a lot. If you're just joining us here on Bayou Sports, I want to let you know that Kane Radio was set to uh, to broadcast a couple of uh, high school teams tonight uh, with Catholic High journeying to Lorville. Those games have been uh, canceled due to the oh, postponed until tomorrow. Correct. Uh, Uh, So those games will be played uh, sometime tomorrow. Generally, uh, they'll begin around 6 o'clock. The
2: women's game is set to start at 6. Depending if there's a JV game, uh, that may delay the
1: start, but usually not too much. And also with uh, hopefully the inclement weather should be through us uh, sometime later on this evening. Elsewhere, uh, I don't know if people know the name of Caitlin Clark, but this young lady plays basketball uh, at the University of Iowa, and uh, she uh, last night had 28 points, 15 rebounds, and 10 assists to lead Iowa. Past previously undefeated number two Ohio State uh, last night, and she and joining Dwayne Wade, uh, the only college basketball players this century to record a triple double against an uh, AP top two opponent. Of course, uh, with Ohio State going down, that only leaves South Carolina and the LSU Lady Tigers as the only undefeated teams here in collegiate basketball, women's collegiate basketball. And they'll be playing each other, if, let's say, stub a toe uh, February the 12th. And uh, same day as the Super Bowl kicks off, they'll be uh, tipping it off sometime around 1 o'clock, maybe 2. Uh, or I can't remember that game. I think it's in Columbia, South Carolina. It is. It is. And uh, that'll be the big uh, collegiate game for the ladies. So, uh, Anyway, um, big game. Uh, If you ever get to see uh, this young lady, uh, back in the day, Denise Long, I think, was a young lady that played up in Iowa. And uh, high school wise, she scored hundred points in a basketball game one night.
2: Is there a quarterback named Long out of Iowa? I wonder if they were related.
1: Good point. Good point. There was a, a I remember the long quarterback probably twenty years ago, maybe yeah. Or so, and that uh, was drafted high. Just another one with of Detroit, those. I think uh, you might be right in that regard. Uh, it's I just uh, but I remember the long name playing in Iowa. We talked about the Hall of Fame uh, being uh the announcement tonight. uh. If people being in. Also, the Lakers and the Wizards made a trade. It's a lightning round. Just to quickly, Wizards on Monday sending three uh, second-round draft picks and guard Kendrick Nunn to... Chuck Long. Yeah, Chuck, that's him, Chuck Long, to uh, exchange for former number nine overall pick. Uh, Roy Hachimura. Uh, L- elsewhere, the LVI schedule, the Saudi-backed LVI L-I-V, excuse me, a little dyslexia there. Golf has released its 14-event uh, schedule for 2023, which includes three tournaments. at course, it's owned by our former president, Trump. That'll be interesting. Elsewhere last night, Kansas falls to Baylor again. Baylor beat Kansas 75-69 on a Monday night matchup. The past two national champions, the Jayhawks, have lost three straight games tied for their longest streak. Under, uh, Bill Self, and I think, uh, Baylor has beat them literally, uh, uh, pretty much out of the last ten games, seven times, something of that nature. As I mentioned, the two, uh, undefeated teams now, uh, between the Tigers of, uh, ladies of LSU and South Carolina lady Gamecocks, uh, Ohio State went down last night, uh, to Iowa. Uh, Stanford is in third. LSU, they last week, they were Jeff they they moved out a spot I get I guess from that uh game against Arkansas where they hung on to win by 3 points 79-76 but the Lady Tigers dropped a spot I,
2: I know it, it surprised me a little bit and that may have lit a fire under them yesterday because oh yeah they, they beat uh, Alabama the up snot. dragged them up yeah, and down the court they
1: beat the snot on the Alabama I ladies. watched a
2: good portion of that game uh, yeah. just impressed it seemed like Every time they scored, they'd get four points because the score kept exponentially uh, getting larger the apart. margin. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, uh, of course, South Carolina drew all 28 first-place votes. Ohio State uh, finished uh, second, but they'll drop due to their loss last night, Stanford at 19-2. Uh, they moved up a spot past LSU and LSU dropped a spot. Rounding out the uh, top 10, Connecticut, what more can you say? They're 17-2. Indiana, Notre Dame, UCLA, Utah, and Iowa, of course, at 15-4, and round out the uh, top 10 in ladies basketball. Trying to see if there are any other notables or any uh, local. Um, you know, Middle Tennessee State is number 23, uh, Florida State 24, Colorado 25. So, uh Women's collegiate basketball uh, on for the uh, time. So uh, anyway, we have a caller here.
2: Does uh, appear? Let's see if they want to be on the air. Hi, Uh, thanks for calling Bayou Sports.
1: Hey, good morning, gentlemen.
4: Tony is Wayne. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Wayne. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Look, uh, you were talking about Shoeless Joe Jackson a while back. We keep hearing that name about Hall of Fame. You know, from New Iberia, they had a boy back in the day named Jim Sandors. That was an All-American six-man football. That's and they right. Give him a, they gave him a pair of shoes. He he, wrote, he, he he tried them things. He said, oh, no, I can run better in the mud with my toes dug in. <laughs> that
1: <laughs> so was I, the late Jim Sandars. You're right. Little All-American yeah, six-man all-American. football at St. Yeah, Peter's College. And, you know, he yeah. went off to Mississippi State to play football.
4: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, and the love of his life, he couldn't leave. Rita, oh, on. his wife, he came back to marry her, and they lived happily for 60-something years. And yeah,
4: sure did, sure did, man. Yeah, that was, he was quite a gentleman, man. You know, and look, he coached, he, he refereed, he did it all. He you did. Know, I, I was bad boy for American Legion back in the day, you know, and Jim was a coach, you know, back in the, in the 50s, you know. And I was playing, it was so hard that. For, Daddy says, you got to go tell him you got a game today, and he'll let you off, you know. So uh-huh. uh, we had that relationship where if I had a game, you know, I, I didn't have to go back and be the bad boy. But I I loved all that. Hey, hey, hey. Wayne,
1: can you remember Remy LeBlanc? You just would have been I, – I don't, but Remy LeBlanc stroking the ball out of uh, out of uh, Acadian Ballpark, Ballpark, you know. And you know yeah. who was his manager one year? Johnny Keane was oh, the manager, on. and he won the uh, Vangeline League title that year. He went on to manage the Cardinals in the mid-60s oh, yeah. and then quit yeah. when uh, the B- Gussie Bush wouldn't give him a raise and uh, went and le- and coached the Yankees for a year after their downturn in 65. So uh, a you're little talking, bit of history for you there, too.
4: Yeah, and you're talking about wouldn't give him a raise. Now here, here, here's Sean Payton looking for $20 million. That's you know, right. and he. He was probably looking for maybe $200 raise, maybe, you That's know, right. back in the day. That's you right. Know? And it, it's just so far, I don't know how to relate to
1: it anymore, Tony. Well, but hey. You, that's the way it, Yeah, that's the way it goes. It and then up, you man. recall Rashida, this kid trying to sign almost yeah. a $14 million, million. NIL deal and Florida says, we can't find the money to pay you that, but yet we're not supposed to tell you that. You know, mm-hmm. the alums couldn't raise the money. And that's and It's getting ridiculous. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, I, I don't know where it stops. Uh, I can yep. remember writing an article back when I was in gra- uh, middle school that they're paying the Jets, paying Joe Namath $400,000 to sign a deal, and I, I my point was, it's not going to stop. You're just seeing the tip of the iceberg, and right. that's mm-hmm. the facts. Yeah. Now,
4: yeah, co- coach, is twenty million. That's what he's asking. My goodness gracious! And you, you know, know so if yeah. he
1: does sign with Denver, Walton's got the money. I can't remember oh, which yeah. one of the boys, but yeah. he's probably worth fifty billion. Uh, yeah. Richest family on earth. So uh, we'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah. He paid four point <laughs> seven billion for the Broncos. Oh gosh, yeah. And Honestly, they were probably worth two and a half, maybe. I don't know. I can't judge uh the, the numbers on that that with these actuaries put together. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Well,
4: just wanted to relate to Shoeless Joe, you know. I hear Shoeless you. Joe, yeah. Okay, yeah, brother. Jeff
1: Sandals. thank you, Wayne, for calling in as always. No no doubt. <clears throat> Jim, good old boy. That's yeah, sure, Mr. Sanders yes. I uh, knew him well, but like Wayne said, he, he did it all. He loved sports. He sponsored uh, 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 softball teams. He also uh, refereed uh, not only football, he did basketball, too, when I was in high school. Uh, I can remember him calling games, and he was – pretty tough too uh you know back then the game is so much more physical than it is today i mean if you hand check somebody back in the day when i played you got a foul and the difference back then you shot a a free throw uh from the first foul on and then once you had i think it was five fouls maybe six you went to the one and one today it's 17 fouls before you get to shoot a one and one so uh Back then, you even, as uh, uh, on uh, Hoosiers, I'd take that charity toss <laughs> with uh, uh, with the, the movie Hoosiers. So uh, anyway, in the meantime, uh, of course, it's the first time I go back to the ladies' sports. the first time in the 47-year history of the AP women's basketball court that there's no top uh, – no teams from Texas in the top 25. That's hard to believe, too. You know, Kim Mulkey just left Baylor a few years ago. They won three national championships. And uh, um anyway, uh, that, that story right here, the big picture, until this week, every woman's AP poll had featured at least one of these eleven teams from Texas, Baylor, Houston, Lamar, Rice, Stephen F. Austin, TCU, Texas, Texas A and M, Texas Tech, UTEP, and Whalen Baptist. And I'm not sure where Whalen Baptist is in that regard. And between the lines, Texas teams have won six titles. Of course Baylor three, Texas, Texas Tech, and Texas A and M. Baylor and Texas are the modern powers, at least they had been ranked every week since December fourth, two thousand. So uh, Connecticut now owns the longest active street uh, in that regard, uh, with UConn, which has appeared in five hundred and fifty seven consecutive polls, so uh, uh, women 's basketball of course it's, uh, it's uh, they, they play a pretty good game too, and i 'd be willing to bet that most women teams can outshoot the men too uh, they 're just better shooters, uh, more set shots and uh, anyway, uh, just about ready to take our second break uh, you got something well
2: just uh, I guess a bit of a correction. Uh, Chuck Long, actually, uh, I'm I'm reading a little bit about him, uh, grew up not far from where I grew up, uh, and we graduated the same year, and we were almost both freshmen at Northern Illinois together, because that was only, there were only three schools that recruited him, Iowa being one of them, Northern Illinois, and Northwestern. Uh, He opted for Iowa. Northern was having some success, in fact, they got into a bowl game, I think, in 83, but... Zoe uh, so went to Iowa, not uh, heavily recruited, though, but grew up in Wheaton, uh, same town as John Belushi.
1: Okay, out uh, on the uh, suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, the west suburb, yeah. And, uh, of course, Chuck Dry Long. Dry town, then. Really? Yes. Chuck yes. Long. At a religious university, Wheaton College. I want to say he played for a coach. I'm trying to recall the coach. I think he coached at TCU in Iowa. God. Hayden know. Fry. Hayden Fry. That's what yep. I'm thinking of. coached at uh, Odessa. Uh, back in the day in the uh, 50s, too, moved on. But Hayden Fry, uh, Chuck Long played for. He was at uh, Iowa for a good many years, too, if my memory. Eight, Let, went to the Rose really Bowl. Them. Didn't they go to the Rose Bowl? 82. 82. With Chuck Long mm-hmm. uh, in 82. So Chuck uh, Long
2: was the first collegiate player to play in five bowl games because he was a part of the first redshirt uh, class, Okay, and he actually played in the bowl game. So he played in five bowl games, and he was the first to do that. Maybe...
1: Since. Oh, wow. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, let's take our second break here on Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, we'll be back with more
2: The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Most Thursdays, it's Southern Jack. And this Saturday, it's the Anything Goes Cook-Off. The Bad Boys playing at noon. Tommy G and Stormy Weather beginning at 6. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern recently named a top ten bar in Louisiana by BestThingsLouisiana.com. Quarter Tavern, nine is made across from McDonald's. The best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits.
0: Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports
1: at 367 1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday morning, January the 24th. Uh, In the meantime, Jeff and I were just mentioning something off the air uh, with regards to the high school principals will be meeting this week with regards to the select and non select. And uh, curious to see, Jeff, what comes out of that. I think Wednesday officially they begin, uh, Friday they'll probably take a vote on uh, how the pairings uh, went this year. And there were some coaches upset with it. Other coaches say, hey, uh, just deal me what I got to do and let's go. Uh, and and you know, we had a couple coaches in this area who were dissatisfied with some of that too.
2: And, and, again, I think most of it uh, went back to the idea that they did it midseason. Had they done it before they had set their two-year schedules and two-year districting, then perhaps uh, it would have been more palatable for a lot of them. They would have made different schedules, uh, knowing who they might have to compete against in the postseason. I, I think that was a, a big part of the gripe. Uh, overall, I I liked the idea that more schools were select schools. I, I thought if you're gonna have a split, make it a honest split.
1: Yeah, and you know the key phrase was uh, open enrollment. Yeah, and, and there were a lot. Every school except Southside and Lafayette Parish. Uh, was declared a uh a select school because they had open enrollment. You wanted to go to Lafayette High to major in the music, the arts, or whatever. Uh, Katie Anna had a business curriculum, I think Northside Engineering. Each school had a curriculum. I'm not sure what Como was, but they had a curriculum uh, for children, uh, pupils, that. And the only reason why Southside wasn't included in there, they didn't have room to bring in any more children uh, or pupils. And, of course, they played their home games for the past few years on uh, other fields than their own. I think Turling's the first few years. Last year, St. Martinville, they played their games down the road on, what's that, Highway 96. They had to mo- move. Uh, so we'll see what the principals, personally, as, like you, I like what they've done. I'd like to see it all back together where you have five uh, champions instead of uh, now eight. Uh, of course, a few years ago it was nine. Uh, I'd like to see some movement in that regard. Uh, course there was a lot of uh, acrimony with regards to uh, uh, schools feeling uh, the other schools recruited and did this and did that and to my knowledge there are only three high schools in the state that have only one high school that plays football in the parish union parish is one i believe uh where manny high school is i'm trying to think uh what that might be sabine maybe uh uh uh, Sabine uh, Parish, and there's one other parish in the state that only has one high school that plays football, so, uh, and, you know, it was brought about, uh, there were just a lot of jealousies with the private and parochial schools recruiting, because they have no zones, and bringing kids in from wherever, and uh, I think that's what uh, tore apart the uh, Louisiana High School Athletic Association's uh, divisions, as we have today and uh, hopefully one day we can see that all back together and five crown champions throughout the course of time. Who knows how that's going to turn out, though? Well, principals will tell us come Friday, though.
2: Yeah, we should have a good idea.
1: Yeah. Right now, what is it, broken down like 52-48 uh, non-select to select, I think, something of that yeah, nature. You're
2: slightly more non-select than select. Originally, it was yeah. slightly more select than non-select, but a few uh, did win their appeals and were Put back into non-select, and uh, that tipped it uh, back to the non-select, but just 51-point-something uh, percent.
1: Yeah, and uh, with that, there are a little over 400 schools, I think, that play high school football in the state of Louisiana, so... uh there are a lot of schools that don't play football, believe it or not, uh, and uh, they'll have a vote, too, from what I understand with regards to some of this because uh, basically there are a lot of divisions with regard to oh, yeah. uh, the there are, four major sports. Which they may are, not play football, but they play other sports. Yeah, basketball, and, track, uh, baseball. Well, but Track I don't think is uh, separated, but uh, baseball is along with uh, uh, women's uh And basketball, men's basketball. And men's basketball, that's right. Don't think volleyball is separated because there are not that many school, all schools that play uh, volley basketball and all. So in the meantime, um, we'll see how that's going to fly. I'm sure we'll hear stories about it. I'm sure they have journalists up at those uh, meetings beginning Wednesday. Oh, you know, Robin
2: Fambro is going to cover it tight.
1: Yeah, she will be there. You're right about that. Anyway, um, on the tube tonight, if you're interested in in watching a little NBA action, the Clippers and Lakers face off. Lakers trying to right the ship. uh, They're under 500. Uh, They're basically at 22 and 25, the Clippers 25, 24. Uh, they've won three out the last five. The Clippers, uh, seven of eight. Uh, so we'll see. The Lakers, uh, now have won three out of four dropping, uh, after dropping, uh, three straight. Ron James, he's playing, he must have taken a swig of a fountain of youth. He's averaging 35 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists There's nobody the else on games. the floor. Yeah, he's turning 38 if he hadn't already. So anyway, uh, of course, way down yonder, they got the Australian Open. That's going to be on the tube tonight, uh. Uh, at seven PM on ESPN, I, I, I was
2: fascinated. There were a bunch of us fascinated, sometimes in a mocking way, but we were fascinated with wheelchair tennis. Really, part of the Australian Open has uh, these
1: handicap, players. Uh, uh,
2: yes, where they're playing in wheelchairs, wow. and it's amazing to see their abilities. Uh, Working the wheelchairs, they do allow an extra bounce. The first bounce has to bounce within the normal area of play, but the second bounce can be outside of the lines. But uh, how they move left and right, up and down, more left and right than up and down, uh, and creating some of the volleys, it was really fun to watch. It was on ESPN Plus in advance of the quarterfinals, which were uh, uh, at 8 on ESPN 2.
1: Yeah, you know, think about it. I mean, you have got to hold a racket in one hand and then move your your uh, wheelchair with the other hand. Uh, remarkable. Yeah,
2: but but uh, again, and I think that was the first round of the wheelchair competition. Okay. So I would imagine uh, if you've got ESPN Plus, uh, and that there there may be other options. I don't know, but uh, check it out. Uh, you you really have to respect and you know the upper body one was more dominant than the other and he won in straight sets they only play the best of three like uh, the women but still some you know it was almost two hours of uh, action and these guys were buff on top uh you oh, know obviously their legs deteriorating but uh they're 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 athletes yes man.
1: you're right uh, in a wheelchair moving around on a court uh, it's pretty impressive and uh Anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, of course, in basketball, I'm pretty sure they have leagues with regards. I don't know the restrictions are dribbling and things of that nature, but I've seen me in wheelchairs and basketball courts, too. So hats off to these people that don't give up and mm-hmm. uh, and further their lives So uh, instead of feeling sorry for themselves. In the meantime, uh, elsewhere in the NBA tonight, the Celtics in the Heat takeoff. Uh, that's going to be on TNT. It's a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. In the NHL tonight, uh, the Golden Knights at Devils. That's a 7 p 30 p.m. Uh, start on ESPN Plus. First in the Pacific versus second in the Metropolitan. So uh, big basketball and men's side tonight. Uh, number five, Kansas State at number 12, Iowa State, 9 p.m. Uh, on ESPNU. Kansas State is the highest ranking since reaching number three in two thousand ten eleven. Elsewhere, uh, pretty much in sports, uh, I saw where uh, they uh, the uh, uh, got some uh, more people in the transfer portal. As uh, I think LSU also uh, recently picked up another player too. Uh, they're moving about. Uh, looks like Coach Kelly. Is going to redefine that. Don't know. I think it's shut off now. You can't enter the portal since I think the night of the midnight of the 18th and 19th. So the portal opens up again sometime in May, I do believe, uh, May 1st to the 15th, uh, where you can uh, enter the portal and uh, look forward to moving to another team. But what a lot of people, and I mentioned that last week, what a lot of uh, people don't realize, you can enter the portal, and once you do that, your former team does not have to take you back if they don't wish, and that's a big thing in the portal. There are hundreds, if not maybe a 1,000 kids that go into the portal, and they can't find a home, and they're out with regards to uh, uh, playing collegiate uh, sports. So you've got to recall you want to enter the portal, you better make sure you've got a landing spot. It
2: gives and taketh away.
1: Yes, it does. And uh, that's one of the the, the reasons that uh, some of these kids want to just play. As we've said many times, they want an opportunity to play, and they've got somebody ahead of them that uh, the coach likes or is a better athlete, and they come to the realization that uh, I want to play, I need to go somewhere else. But you, once you enter your, that portal, you can't come out or you can, you can come out but you better have a team, the landing spot. Your former team does not have to take you back. And uh a lot of that uh comes in uh pretty necessarily if uh you're looking maybe to have your your college college uh, days uh paid for athletically. So uh in the meantime uh be sure about your uh opportunities uh when you enter the portal. So uh pretty interesting too and uh a lot of young men and women can't find a home and uh tuition uh maybe can't be paid uh who knows but uh elsewhere uh some movement in the portal we talked about the young man looking for 13.9 million and uh florida had to back out so uh i saw where billy napier though has picked up uh, he picked up a two-lane running back recently cam carroll who did a fine job for us got hurt earlier in this year for the Green Wave and uh, six foot, two hundred twenty pound running back who's got legitimate four five speed. So uh, he's been hurt off and on the last couple of years. So still has a year of eligibility. Has graduated. So uh, Napier picking up uh, young people. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think he finished six and seven this year. Made a bowl game, but boy, his team didn't look good in that bowl game. I can't recall who they played, but uh, uh, just uh, they they were embarrassed, like thirty to three. Kicked a field goal with maybe. Less than a minute left to go in the game to stop from being shut out. can't recall who they played, too, Jeff. Uh, The Florida Gators. They got beat in the bowl game. How pitiful they looked, too, uh, going through the motions. Oregon State, maybe? Might have been somebody like that, yeah. But they kicked the field goal with less than a minute left, so they wouldn't be shut out. I can recall that. So, anyway. In the meantime, unless there's something else, there's something you saw, we're going to go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio FM 107. It was Oregon State. It was Oregon State. And uh, AM 1240. We'll be back with more
2: I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs, so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign.
3: Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing and the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hi, this is Boxcar
0: Bagel inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240.
1: Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, and Sugar Oaks.
0: So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Cane. Stream us live on Cane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Cane 1075.
1: Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday morning, January the 24th. I and mean, just joining our broadcast, uh, we were going to have the uh, Catholic High Panthers, boys and girls, against the Lowerville Tigers tonight. has been postponed due to the inclement weather, so uh, stay tuned uh, for tomorrow night, approximately 6 o'clock, where the uh, young ladies will tip it off, followed by the the boys' varsity. In the meantime, uh, speaking of basketball, uh, boy, the Pelicans, uh, they entertained Denver tonight, and speaking of that, boy, you know, the, the uh, Pelicans are right now 3-9 and nine without Zion Williamson, and they hope to get back uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, who's uh, just missed a, a eight weeks, of uh, basketball do a toe injury and uh, of course the pelicans were in first place in the western conference uh, and they uh, got back in it and then now they've what, lost four in a row there they are uh, moving downward instead of upward uh, we'll see if they can't rectify that and, and turn that ship around of course ingram left uh, the pelicans november 25th while uh, williamson's been out for about three weeks uh, they're not sure uh, with the tweaked hamstring Uh, Ingram underwent medical imaging, which revealed no structural damage and has missed 28 consecutive games during the recovery process. Ingram appeared close to returning, only for his workload to get ramped down because he didn't feel ready. Asked what prevented him from returning to the floor. Ingram uh, said confidence is pushing off. Confidence is baying back to who I want to be. So uh, with them, uh, the Pelicans have played 10 of their last 12 games without Ingram and Williamson who's recovering from that uh, hamstring strain. And they're 3-9 and nine in that stretch. Their offense has really uh, dropped. They're 28th in the league. They committed 24 turnovers at Sunday night's loss to the Heat over in Miami. The Pelicans ranked fourth to last in turnover percentage in that stretch of game. So Ingram's return would provide uh, much-needed juice for him. So uh, he was averaging 20.1%. Uh, 28.8 points a game, shooting 59 cents from the field, which is pretty electric. And uh, adjusted for threes and three throws. It's the highest mark of his career. So, uh, in the meantime, Pelicans hope to get him back. Uh, I think they take on Denver tonight. Denver's, I think, a one-point pick. So, we'll see what does uh, in store for the Pels as they try and right the ship.
2: Well, when they were winning, we talked about their depth, uh, that they they had a deep bench. But it ain't performing right now.
1: It isn't. Alvarado was – Alvarez was doing a great job. Marshall also, uh, uh, the young man, uh, the junior Nance uh, – Nance Jr., I should say, uh, Larry Nance Jr. So – and they did. They had great depth, probably one of the best benches in the NBA. But with the absence of those two uh, and some other injuries, I do believe McCollum's really carried the load for him and last, along with the big center that I have trouble pronouncing his name. Uh, And the the stadium, uh, the uh, Smoothie King's been pretty much packed, too, since the Saints, you know, the last, uh, even though the last few weeks the Saints played pretty well out of the stinker of the last game, uh, the Pels were drawing big crowds, too, uh, in the Smoothie King. So we hope they they can right the ship and uh, get things going in that regard. So uh, uh, Ingram uh, on track maybe to start maybe next week. Maybe he'll start. Williamson uh, possibly another week. I uh, need to get them both back. The season is a little more than half over. And, uh, they play 82 games. So it's, uh, time will tell if the Pels can, uh, but the Grizzlies have taken off too. As they've got about a five or six game lead on the Pels. So, uh, we'll see how that all transpires. In the meantime, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, just looking around some other sports stories that I'm trying to see. Of course, the Sean Payton saga continues as we all know. Um, Talking about uh, Major League Baseball will host their uh, uh, Hall of Fame tonight around 5 o'clock, I think, on the Major League Baseball Network. We'll see who's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame with uh, players that are eligible. Uh, Just looking for other sports stories. Uh, Of course, the Cajuns. Uh, Boy, if you want to see good basketball, Thursday night, the Raging Cajuns. uh, uh, I'm trying to see who they play host to. They're 16 and uh, 4. They're I think they're six and two in their conference. Uh, they're tied in a three way tie with uh, other teams. Uh, so, if you want to see some good basketball Saturday night uh, over and Thursday evening, for that matter, they take on, uh, I think, Troy and maybe UL Monroe. I'm trying to see if those games. Uh, but the Cajuns are playing pretty well considering the Tigers are on a six game losing streak, the men, ladies. Uh, Undefeated, nineteen and zero. So uh, basketball right now is in here, and uh, we'll have the championship games uh, this week. The four teams uh, slated to to see who goes to the Super Bowl, February the twelfth. Pretty much, uh, that's it. Sports, unless you have something. uh,
2: And just uh, Tom Brady doesn't know where he's gonna blinking do. Uh, Apparently, he was on a podcast yesterday, uh, Jim Gray's podcast. said uh if i knew what i was going to blanking do i would have already blanking done it i'm taking it a day at a time uh but he did say i appreciate your asking though <laughs> <so> thank you
1: <laughs> yeah who knows uh of course, uh Going through a divorce in the middle of the season, you wondered if that affected his play. I'm sure he had some things to do with it. Uh, becomes a free agent. Will the Glazier family invest uh, again? L-
2: literally in two directions, a free agent. That's right. That's right. You know, got a bunch of 80-year-old women chasing him around. and <laughs> They made a movie. Yeah, great. I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things about it.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, in the meantime, today in sports history, January the 24th, on this date, in 1947, the NFL adds a fifth official, a back judge, and allows sudden death in the playoffs. Of course, the big sudden death game was the Colts and the Giants back in 1958. Uh, how,
2: how could you not have a playoff game unless it was the championship and you just allowed it to be a tie? But how do you move on? Who, who's yeah. What's next? If, you
1: know, in high school football, it was how many penetrations you had inside the, I think, 20-yard line, and you win the game. You know, if you had uh, four penetration, the other team only had three, you win the game. Uh, that was a crazy rule, too. Elsewhere in 1950, Jackie Robinson signs the highest contract he ever made. He signed a $35,000-year deal with uh, the Dodgers. And uh, Jackie Robinson, of course, Walter O'Malley, who thinks he, he'd give anybody $35,000. Was
2: that the highest Dodger contract at, at the, the time?
1: It at It was at that time. That's right. Uh, Walter O'Malley, something else. On this date, 1952, the first NFL team in Texas, the Dallas Texans, uh, formerly the New York Yanks, they lose 11 of their 12 games and uh, then move on to Baltimore the following year, become the Baltimore Colts. And, of course, Jim Hersey moves them in what's, uh, 83, 84 uh, at night in moving bands. Unannounced. Yes, 1956 on this, on this date, the sixth NBA All-Star Game in Rochester, Coliseum, New York. The West beats the East. MVP of the game, Baton Rouge High and LSU former Tiger, Bob Pettit, is the MVP of the game. On this date in 1962, Jackie Robinson becomes the first African-American elected to Baseball's Hall of Fame along with Bob Feller, uh, Rapid Robert, get in uh, on this date in 1962. In 1964, CBS purchases the 64 and 65. Check this out. The NFL TV rights for $28.2 million. That would be dwarfed today. Mm-hmm. That might be a game uh, today. Elsewhere on this date, 1971, the NFL Pro Bowl and uh, L.A. Memorial Coliseum. The NFC beats the AFC 27-6. MVP in the game, Fred Carr from La Tech was the MVP of that game, along with cornerback uh, uh, Mel Renfro. I think Marineford played at Oregon, Oregon State, of course, with the Cowboys. Elsewhere on this date, uh, 1973, Warren Spahn, the greatest left-hander, I believe, uh, ever to play in baseball, is elected to baseball's Hall of Fame. Uh, On this date, 1976, former World Heavyweight Boxing Champion George Foreman knocks out Ron Lau in the fifth round at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Of course, Foreman was knocked down twice in the fourth round, uh, the Ring Fight of the Year, they called it. Elsewhere on this date, 1982, Super Bowl, uh, how's my uh, math here? Uh, looks like Super Bowl 26 in the Silver Dome in Detroit. The 49ers beat the Bengals 26 21. MVP of the game, Joe Montana. That's his first uh, of four Super Bowls for Montana. I think he was the MVP in three of them. Elsewhere, uh, in this date, in uh, 2010, in the AFC Championship game at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Jets, thirty to seventeen. And who would ever forget this on this date in two thousand and ten in the NFC Championship over in Louisiana Superdome? On this date, the Saints beat the Minnesota Vikings in Brentford by a score of thirty-one to twenty-eight in overtime. And we'll have a little more on that uh, momentarily. Elsewhere, birthdays on this date: uh, born on this date, nineteen sixty-eight, the little pixie Mary Lou Retton, American gymnast, Olympic gold. Uh, All-around medalist in 84, born in Fairmont, West Virginia. And born on this date also in 1986, Sean McVay, the football coach of the Super Bowl champs last year. Who McVay, I think he stated, born in Dayton, Ohio. And he stated he's contemplating retirement. uh, He
2: he did confirm he'd be back next year. Okay,
1: all right, didn't see that. Anyway, the quote of the day from Sean Payton. uh, What a story day this is uh, back in 2010. Now, why don't you see if you can hit that Florida lead dead center, as he told Garrett Hartley, who momentarily later uh, drilled a 40-yard field goal to send the Superdome crowd into a frenzy and the Saints onto the Super Bowl game uh, later on in February. And that's today in sports I'm predicting history.
2: two weeks later.
1: Yep, that's right. Uh, what was that date? February the 7th or the 5th? I'm trying to recall. Well,
2: today is the 17th. Yeah, so we got uh, no, no, it's the 24th, uh, yeah.
1: the 7th. Yeah, the 7th, yeah. Well, the Saints uh, made history for the people of New Orleans, in the state of Louisiana, in the area of Mississippi and Alabama, there had a lot of Saint fans. In the meantime, Jeff, that's today in sports history. Uh, unless you have something breaking or something you want to speak no,
2: about. No, nope. no, but I think we're in good shape. Again, a reminder Catholic High, uh, Lorville will have that. Women's, men's uh, doubleheader for you tomorrow night now, uh, beginning at 6. Again, no school today for those who uh, I'm sure you would have already been on your way to school by now, but no school today. Early dismissal in some other parishes, but no school in uh, Iberia today. Big thanks to our Bayou Sports sponsors, including a insurance agency, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep out at District Number 49. Again, appreciate their support of Bayou Sports.